Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we have Natasha Venter, and Natasha is a past life expert. She has a lot of experience talking and dealing with past lives, helping people connect with their past lives and see what those past lives are doing to their current life, what they're dealing with based on what happened in the past. This is a really eye-opening conversation, so let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show, Natasha Venter. How are you doing, Natasha? I am here and feeling very blessed. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am I'm excited to talk to you uh, about uh, your life journey and some perspectives you have on past lives, a little bit of pre-birth experience, and how we can connect a bit more with who we were and how that helps us today. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you. I would love to talk about this because I do a healing technique that actually brings, you know, how can we heal our DNA, blood mm-hmm. DNA, at the same time, heal our past lives to be our better selves now, because it's all about us now. Mm-hmm. What are we doing now that makes us move forward into the next journey of where we're going? So my first question to you is, what was your life like before these abilities, these um, gifts that you have came to life or were you like straight out of the womb were able to start doing all this stuff (laughs) okay so um straight out of the womb actually before womb okay before i well i i have knowings kind of being in the womb but my first real knowing experience was setting up in the uh, hospital room and i saw my mom a nurse and a doctor sitting in the room. And this is a remembrance I have. I don't read books. I'm very dyslexic. I didn't really read until after high school. And that was Louis L'Amour, you know, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for him, me picturing riding on a horse through the countryside, I wouldn't have been able to read. And so with that, that, you know, this is a knowing I've had since day one of the, the hospital room. And then all of a sudden, I remember seeing the inside of my mom and then plop out seeing a doctor's face, white mask. He's a little bit plump, you know, he's older, you know, the old sixties cap (laughs) and, and, and it was very clean and sterile. You know, I was born in the middle of the night, so it was kind of clean and sterile. My dad wasn't there. Men weren't allowed at that time. You know, I know that later, but you know, and then I, I have remembrances. I have so many memories of, of before three, you know, I have a remembrance of my mom picking me up out of the crib. And I know it's me being picked out of a crib because all of a sudden my head comes up and I see my mom, mm-hmm. you know, and I see the, 
the see the um, the roof, the ceiling of where I slept downstairs and downstairs part of the house. So there's these knowing. So my soul has always been awake in this lifetime. I, I've always had this journey of knowing that there's something greater out there and it wasn't just me, you know, that there's something going on. I've always had, I grew up in a very busy house. You know, I grew up hearing, you know, because there's so many spirits in the house. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My dad was intuitive. We come from an intuitive family. You know, my dad was very intuitive, but my cousin finally said, oh, probably about 15 years ago, Natasha, we're all intuitive, but there's something different about you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you you didn't speak very much but when you spoke we stopped and listened because you said something i'm like really okay <laughs> yeah, very yeah. so my spiritual experience has always been you know that that bigger picture and my dad was a chiropractor so you know he at the age of three went back to chiropractic school so i always understood that there was energy you know, the body was energy there, you know, like he always said that when I adjust somebody, it's like adjusting the, the, the computer system of the body, you know, so I always grew up with knowing that and he would be, be he'd, you know, use me as a surrogate muscle tester, if somebody was old or that kind of stuff. So I always understood the conduit of what we are as energy. I didn't necessarily know it as a five-year-old or a 10-year-old um, in the humanness that I know now, but I knew it in somewhere in me in as a five-year-old, as a 10-year-old, you know, that this was bigger. So. so, so it wasn't ever weird to you or ever, you never felt closeted in any way. Did you like, did you talk about this when, when you were teenagers, when you were in college, like, Hey guys, by the way, I, I, I see spirits or I hear spirits. I'm a medium. or I understand it. And yet, because back, you know, when, you know, when we were growing up, this was not have talked about very often in public no actually i felt closeted by my outside world okay so i didn't have friends i i lived on a block where there was no children you know it's like i'm i'm an only child myself so i never really experienced the outer world i was bullied when i was growing Mm up you know being very dyslexic i was very shy quiet you know know people say you're shy it's like yes actually actually Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i wouldn't if i was that person then i would never be here now right you know so it's that evolution part of it so with that that i i was really limited by by the outside world i was very safe in my home i had a i was one of the opposite people of of life a lot of people were safe outside their home I was very safe in the home. And so that's where I was able to flourish. Hmm. But then when I was outside the home, that's where I went. <laughs> got you. Got you. you know, came down. So you talked a little bit about uh, your pre-birth understanding, a little bit of your pre-birth. Can we go, can we go a little bit deeper and what kind of memories do you have pre-birth, your, like your pre-birth experience, your contract, all that kind of stuff before you even get to the, to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> If you will. <laughs> okay. So what I have a remembrance of uh, and, and a knowing of is, is that me standing, and I'm going to call it kind of a, it almost appears like a podium in my language. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, he's, he's, well, we're all angelic looking on that side. So it's, it's that bright light, but he has the formation of, of an elder, you know, he's, he's just an elder of knowing he's, he's, and then I'm standing there as, as a, um, as a energy. And I can tell my energy is shifted a little bit, you know, it's taking more human form 
because I'm getting ready to come in as a human. So I'm still light. I'm still knowing I'm still bright. And I can see that he's like trying to write down some things. I'm like going, no, I've been poisoned way too many times in my lifetimes. I'm not, I'm not smoothies. No, uh, you know, vitamins. No, uh, <laughs> you know, right. and then, you know, there's some other experiences about, you know, wanting to, to this lifetime, I really wanted to persevere through the, um, the limitations I've had in past lives of being my spiritual awakened self. The, the, my soul wants to show love. It wants to, to experience what that truer calling love is. And so how, how could I bring that experience in and, and having that knowing of, of writing that down that these experiences would come in and, and the universe, you know, I'm always taken care of, you know, I've always been taken care of, but I needed that, that, careful place at the beginning to practice and pull my, you know, my dad used to walk around the house, get excited, you know, at age, um, oh, I forget around 10, he put me in front of the mirror and said, you're struggling with self-love. Tell yourself you love yourself, you know, wow. so that, so that he, you know, he knew that I really needed this, this, you know, him and I, I always picture soul families kind of like rings of a tree. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the ones that you work with and stuff are on the outer rings, the older rings of, of as the tree grows, you know, my dad and I were in the center rings <laughs> of, of soul family. And so he really and I really we finished each other's sentences. You know, we really knew each other in a in a way that was beyond. And he knew that I needed this this inner lesson of love, you know, and, and it starts with self. It really mm -hmm. starts with self. You have to come back to self. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So during during that pre-birth experience, there was this elder that was basically writing down in a in a soul contract, if you will. Well, it, it's actually in the Akashic Record book that we have for us. Okay. I mean, mm -hmm. it. I I can't tell you how thick it was, because <laughs> I mean, because he's writing in a page. And, and there's pages after and there's pages before, you know, so it's writing in a page of this is kind of what's going to happen in this lifetime. And I have an understanding that there were just the, the basic, I'm going to call them goals. Bullet points. Bullet points. That's a good <laughs> word for it. Bullet points of, of what we were, what was to be because of the fact that, you know, now I have an understanding that, you know, we have these bullet points of what we want to proceed to accomplish Yet at the same time that we have the human experience that that either influence it to have this experience, like we may want to come in and have the experience of, of boundaries, but we may have a parent that uh, that physically abuses us, mm. you know, and right. and we don't necessarily call that in, but that's the experience that the humanness brought in. Right. So you got to mm. kind of be. And I say, be careful with what you wish for on the other side, but it's, it's just part of the process. And it's, yeah, mm -hmm. the way we look at it here is not the way we look at it on the other side. No, no, because we don't, we don't necessarily, when we pick a parent and stuff, we have an understanding that he has situations. I'm going to use quotation marks, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and, and, but we don't really have the cause and effect until we get down here and have the human knowing is what I have an understanding of. 
And now that it's because for some people, this concept of solo contracts is going to be pretty new. And I just want to dig in a little bit to it, mm -hmm. uh, just a bit more. So these ideas that are being are being written down by your elder, uh, who's not an old dude with a gray beard. There's just an energy of an elder energy. Yes. Uh, more yes. advanced or more, a little bit more advanced. He, than where he's you been are. there and done this before many times. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. the, veter the veteran, the veteran. The veteran, yes. The, the veteran. veteran. Um, but so he's, a, he's as, a friend. He's such a friend. He is. Right. I can't express the friendship that we have as he's he's laughing with me. You know, it's like, really, you don't want to have anything that goes down your throat that looks like this. OK, OK. It's kind of like, <laughs> OK, so you're putting these ideas together because as we come down into into this incarnation, these are the bullet points that we have to kind of tackle that's what we're goal that's our goals of trying to tackle it doesn't always yes. hit because we have this thing called free will that allows us to kind of wiggle around uh, yeah, while we're down it here it takes us 20 years to get to that journey instead of five you know it's like <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like why did this happen in my 20s my god if i could have been in my 20s body <laughs> That would have been a lot more helpful. Uh, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but in, but in a lot of ways, though, you know, timing is almost always perfect because you had to go through certain things to get where you are now. And this person exactly. that you are now is the is a result of everything, good, bad, and indifferent that has happened to you throughout your life. I still so, concur on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So. You know, let's talk a little bit about past lives because those have always fascinated me. Um, mm -hmm. The concept of reincarnation uh, is a concept that I discovered, you know, when I started going into the yogic philosophies and the yogic texts and the Veda texts and things like that, where I started hearing about um, past lives, not as much past lives, but more about reincarnation and mm -hmm. that we come down multiple times to learn lessons, the basic understandings of reincarnation. But then as I started to dig deeper throughout my own studies over the years, the concept of, oh, wait a minute, we can actually either see our past lives, connect with our past lives. And then as you start to understand past lives or get access to past lives, mm -hmm. it explains so much of what's happening to us now. Something as simple as I read a story is like, oh, this person's shoulder has been chronically in pain all its life. Because in the 16th century, he was a Scottish warrior and yes. he had an ax to his, to his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Things like that, that kind of trauma passes through past lives. So what can you explain to people a little bit about what past lives are and how we can connect to them? Okay, so our soul is timeless. It can move forward, it can move back, it can move up, down, whatever your perception of of knowings of time is, you know? And so with that, that our soul is something that it, it's never really totally 100% complete because it's always doing something. So like for me right now, I can see different dimensions that I'm doing the same show that we're doing right now, but it all has a different aspect to it like, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, so knowing that our soul is all kind of one, that sometimes when our soul has experiences through different lifetimes. So like I have a knowing of a past life where I'm an angel working on a battlefield mm. and I'm actually helping the souls move to where they need to go who've passed or whispering in their ear saying, 
get over here. Come on, you can do it. And then I have a remembrance of, of, you know, come on, come on. And, and they're finally crawling real low because they don't want to get shot again, you know? And I'm asking these guys to get into the bunkers, you know, I don't know what part of who I'm voting for, you know, there's no, there's no attachment to who it's the human. It's the, it's the sole human. And I'm looking at that going, okay, but that's in World War One or World War Two, And I was born in the 60s. Okay, so that's a quick turnaround. Oh, that's, you know, one of those things. So I'm, I was looking at why am I so like in different realms at different times so close? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because our soul experienced things. But we're here to experience. And that's one thing that, that people, um, I don't think that they really get is, is that it doesn't matter about the matrix. It's about the soul experience here on earth because it's so unique. Mm-hmm. So many of us choose to come here. And, and so when we have those past lives, they're for experiences. So like for one of my past lives, I was a mystic. I was a female mystic in, in a very um, like early English times, right? And, P- and I was in the cave with other mystics. Uh, other ones that who were seers at that time and people would come and ask for medicine and ask for the, the healing and stuff but if I came into town and I had my and I have this remembrance of coming to the town and being um being rocks and food thrown at me because I was so and that is pretty much all I have of that past life but what I get out of that past life is it doesn't matter who I am in the cave. I can be that person out on the street, mm-hmm. be that. And so if we can take our past lives, which our, our soul goes through these experiences to be who we are, it's the evolution. It's kind of like, you know, we're not the same person when we were one as we are when we're in our fifties, right? Yeah. So it's the evolution of our soul that comes through. That's why you hear the story of, you know, this is a younger soul or this is an older soul, you know, because they're in this different timeline of, of who they are in their experiences. And I have an understanding that, that many of us do carry on energy from that past life. You know, like I have a friend whose son has a blood clot kind of situation in his foot right? It's a vessel situation. And I'm like going right there seeing, you know, that it's a past life because he, he got stabbed in the foot, you know, in a, in a battle back when he was, you know, in the Celtic times. Right. Mm -hmm. And so how do we heal that? Well, it's healing that part of that, that journey of saying, that's the experience. How can it's, it's done and over. Thank you for those lessons. Thank you for those experiences. Now it's time for me to move on in a healthy way. There's a little bit more with that, but that's my understanding. So, so I hope I answered the question. <laughs> it, it, it's it's the beginning. It's a deep question and it has a lot of moving it, it, parts. It, 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 it's a big bag. <laughs> it's a very big bag and has a lot of moving parts in it without question. You mentioned about um, you know, bringing things over from from other lifetimes and it's not like maybe not your direct last lifetime it could be two or three lifetimes ago mm-hmm. that that energy is coming into this one because it's part of the experience that you have to go through and how to heal those so you know if you, if you have a, a mole on your back it could have been a gunshot that you got shot in the back in a, in a duel exactly. or or if you 
if you are afraid of heights for no reason whatsoever in this life that you'd be afraid of heights, you might have been thrown off of a pyramid and sacrificed in mine times or in exactly. aspect times. These exactly. kind of these kind of things, or if you're afraid of water, you might have drowned or been drowned in another mm -hmm. lifetime, or so on and so forth. So these kind of phobias, how can we use our past lives to heal our present fears and phobias? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. It's, it's for me, I can only speak of really how I've helped others. And, and for me, um, what I have learned is to separate it. You mm -hmm. know, like when I do a past life regression for someone, I say, okay, first off, I want you to know this was an experience and it's in the past. We're taking it as a lesson and an experience. It's not about bringing it forward in the drama trauma. And when I say drama trauma, I'm not dishonoring it. We have life that is drama and we have trauma in it. And so we, we it's about relieving ourselves of that drama trauma. And how can we bring in that knowledge? Let's take that knowledge. Okay, so let's take the knowledge of you drowned in a past life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm not saying you, mm -hmm. the person, they drowned in a, in a past life, right? And then, so what was the experience around drowning? Oh, you ended up a bigger brother ended up drowning you because he was jealous of you. Okay. So why do you think now that you have problems with your brother now? You know, mm. how can we, how can we take that experience and ask for forgiveness, ask for wisdom from it, ask for why did we, why did we battle each other? in that lifetime, well, jealousy. So let's look at the jealousy you have in this lifetime with your brother, sister, or whoever you're having problems with, who is the same soul, <laughs> but just comes in a different scenario in this lifetime. And how can we take that jealousy that you have maybe through all your life, you know, that is maybe a life pattern that you needed to work on. And how can we help you work through that jealousy that is coming forth? Well, there's it, it can play out so yeah and then the, the, this let's dive in a little bit to karma which karma is because you just mentioned it a little bit of like this soul did something to another one but mm -hmm. this time he's your brother again or he's your mom this time or he's your sister this yeah. time uh and you're still dealing with the same problems like there's a jealousy problem mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit about generational karma which is more through a the soul family's line or even the DNA line of the family you're in that that stuff that holds on for generations. Like if your grand great, great grandfather was a slave, you mm -hmm. might have, and you didn't even know he was a slave. Uh, you might have issues associated with that and have to break that. Or he was a drunk and he abused people three generations, four generations back. You, it, you can break that, that mm -hmm. cycle or things like that. Cause I discovered generational karma, more recently within the last year or so talking to oh, guests i was like huge. It i is have no idea so huge right now if we can go in and heal it okay so I, as you were talking i was asking permission because i just do a session and i'm not going to name who it was but i'm going to name the experience and i was asking if her higher self if i can use that experience and she said sure that um that this person that i had a session with 
she uh, comes from a generation of a culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this culture has been demeaned through many lifetimes, yeah. many lifetimes, both in soul and DNA. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there is an experience that this culture wrote was writing a contract for land and didn't get, um, and, and got basically brushed under the rug. <laughs> and that, that family member in the DNA line basically cursed the situation. So much anger, so much disheartenedness, devalued, D, you know, whatever the D's were, you know, you know, just basically smashed, you know, being in the culture that he was. And so then generations forward have had problems finding homes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this person who is sitting in front of me has struggled with, with home, buying homes, selling homes, now finding a, a home to rent. Right. And feeling very sabotaged. So then we went back through her past lives and found out where she has had a history of being in this culture. I'm going to call it because I don't want to go too much into detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this culture, um, she's been many times. And there again is re-signifying the demeaning, the, the unvalued, the mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so taking that healing of what that, that just honoring him, putting the energy of honoring him, um, giving him a smoke, giving him tobacco, giving him whatever his culture needed, you know, to, to add those blessings. And he finally said, (sighs) energetically, you know, Mm. and brought that forward and then worked on her DNA and honored the same way. And then we talked about it here in the human form. And she texts me um, about two days later. I can't believe how lighter I feel. (laughs) That's amazing. You know, and, and, and that's that it's that, that cause and effect that happens. And when we have the cause and effect that happens, it changes our DNA. It changes our awarenesses. It changes the way our brain is formed. You know, and if you get these, uh, these loving beings that are from generations of being demeaned, even in their own family culture, you know, we got a mm-hmm. lot of family members that, that devalue our, each other, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what is, what is their DNA like? What is their brain wired to? And you wonder why we're not getting better as a culture, as a, as a human race, right. you know? And so it, it is going in and I have an understanding that um, we can change our DNA. We can change our mind. I had a father who died of um, colon lung cancer. I had two family members who died of ALS. I'm actually at the age where both my parents passed. And I look at me, I mean, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I'll know that this works when I'm 80, a hundred years old and still living. But, but it's that, it's that generational, we can heal what we are if we really want to. Now you just, you, you said something a little bit ago about you're seeing this conversation in multiple dimensions going on at the same time. This is an idea that is being tossed around a lot um, by quantum physicists 
mm -hmm. um, and the multiverse, things like that. So there's it says two parter. This is going to go deep and wide. <laughs> I can and, go there. Like People say go... I'm going to surprise you, and I go, nah, no, 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 nothing no. surprises this is gonna, me. This is going to go deep and wide. So step one is the multiple, the multi-dimensional experiences of the soul. Mm -hmm. happening now mm -hmm. so that idea has been tossed around for, for, for thousands of years especially in the vedic texts and things like that they, this is not a new concept mm -hmm. but it's new to the west <laughs> and we're still trying to grasp it so our soul is able to split off and live in multiple dimensions at the same time but then i understand <laughs> i've heard from multiple different masters that all of our, there is no such thing as a past life or a future life that they're all happening at the same time, which is very difficult for our little brains, our little computers to understand. And that our perspective is basically the needle on the record is where we are right now. Yes. And when we fix something here, we fix it, it ripples to the quote unquote past life and can ripple to the quote unquote future lives. Yes. Please explain this as best you can. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take it to something that some people who are in the spirit world can kind of grasp onto. Archangel Michael. Mm -hmm. Okay. He works with everybody. All the time. All the time. How can an angel be separated into different energies and be one at the same time? Because... They say, he's an angel. He can do it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus is like that as well, by the way. Hardest working Jesus man on the other side. Jesus is like that. Mother Mary's <laughs> like that. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. You know, sure. a lot of the great uh, ascended masters are that. I, I sure. work with um, um, Archangel Azarel is my is my guide. He's, I mean, he's right here, right? Got it. So it's St. Peter. You know, but it's, it's one of those things. We are them. Mm -hmm. We are them. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Our soul is made of them as they are made of us. So if they can do it, we can do it. We can do it. Okay. I, I, I get that part because that's, I always make that joke is like, I have a lot of near-death experiences on and, you know, Jesus shows up a bunch of times. I go, he's hard working, boy. He is showing up all the time, you know? Uh, <laughs> you wonder why he's only reincarnated the one time. So, he's you like, know, I'm Mary exhausted. Either. You know, Mary right. the Mary doesn't come back either. Right, and, and all of these, and all of these deities and Shiva and Buddha and all of them, they all, I, I, they pop up in these near-death experiences all the time. So it's like interesting how, I get, understand that, that they could be at multiple places at the same time, even in, when you start getting deeper into some of these near-death experience stories, where they can be like here helping this soul get through their, their near-death experience while being in multiple other places doing the same, all kind of like, I hate to use the word tentacles, but like, you know, there's a a, 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 a main oversoul. I know that's a, a, that a technical term, but a bigger soul here. The one is here and it's just like extensions. Yes. of themselves endless extensions exactly that they all can control at the same time again it's very difficult for our brain to understand that but then if you start to think about the internet 
It's same difference, a text, whatever it is, it's the same concept. I actually have been, I think my brain all the time because I grasp onto these concepts better than what just happened to me at the elementary school (laughs) (laughs) on Thursday. That one I couldn't understand. what what are you Why guys that doing what that why happen? are you doing that but then i understand because i i um, um it was a while ago i asked where did i come from and i got the picture of this big uh, i can only say light mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah sure and it light. was beyond light that we know it sure and then I saw my, I saw in a, in me being like watching a movie, <laughs> saw myself. And they said, this is you being brought off and being a, a ball of light. And then I saw other balls of light sitting next to this big vision of, of light. And those were the souls that started out. And then as we went the first couple of lifetimes, we were more solid. We were more solid in who we are in the timeline Mm -hmm. of time okay Mm -hmm. as we want to see it now i'm just going to speak of time in the linear that we see it now that those first couple of times we were more solid then i have an understanding after we kind of got used to being a ball of light (laughs) right then we ended up starting to fragment and us who are older souls using that language in the timeline of life fragment more than the younger souls who mm-hmm. haven't experienced as much. So for like me, I don't know how, I mean, I remember the earth being made. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a very, very old being. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, for me, I see my soul doing many different things, going different places. I am here at the same time. I, if like I get a picture of being over in Europe, yeah, I traveled to Europe last night and now I need to come back to this body and be here in the knowing now. And what I get is the higher self. People talk about the higher self, that that is the, I'm going to call it the, 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 the computer that kind of grabs all the information from everywhere that the soul is. Mm-hmm. And then it brings it down into what we know is our humanness. Right, because there is, you know, the the concept of the Akashic records and this kind of endless knowledge that is in the ether, and the exactly what's, so, what 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 physicists are calling the Akashic field, if you will, mm-hmm. that it's everywhere. How and you were going to say, how is it being funneled into us, or how can mm-hmm. we tap into it? Yeah, and that and that's going in. So when we're thinking about it, that the only thing that really limits us in our knowings is our mind right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our soul is mindless Mm -hmm. of the humanness. So it can go and do whatever it needs to do. And so that's where like, like for me sitting here, I, I am in this body at this time, knowing this information. Now I'm picturing another body form in other dimensions doing the work, but they're having the same experience, but different experiences. Mm-hmm. And the further out they go, the less I have an understanding of them at now, unless I step into that body form, that's a little bit over here. And then I get more 
because I haven't practiced doing this. I I'm concentrating on being in this lifetime. (laughs) So I'm not practicing going out. I I like to be here and working with the 3d world, you know, because that's what my experience is. It seems that the experience that we go through this one experience for the soul is a lot, but in the scope of eternity, it multiple generate multiple dimensions. In other words, you it's it, again, the head starts to hurt everybody. So I understand, <laughs> but let's say there's like, I love this conversation. This, this is making this, me expand. I love this. <laughs> so we're here now having this, ex, this experience, you and I, but there is, let's just round it out to a hundred. Let's just call it a hundred other dimensions going from mm-hmm. the left and right of us. Mm-hmm. Having different experiences could be different, different areas of the universe could be different time periods could just be different realms all of it having slightly different conversations about slightly different things you know if you go far all the way out my show might be about something completely different than it is exactly exactly and if i go that way it could be completely different this is this this is the point on this experience with this show mm -hmm. as well exactly um natasha i have to ask you because (laughs) we're talking a lot about some far out stuff here. Yes. You know, uh, very far out stuff. What do you say? And I have to believe that you've probably run across this in your life or t- once or twice to people who can't understand, who don't believe, can't understand, contradicts their own religious beliefs or what they've been told as they've grown up, their own programming that they've kind of mm-hmm. come up against. How do you approach opening them a little bit if, if there's a way if you have an advice or any tools of if they're listening right now because if they're listening right now they're curious mm-hmm. uh there's something happening that they're listening to this they're point. listening so if they're watching this or listening to this that means that there's a curiosity about this and they might have questions it doesn't mean that they have to negate everything they've been taught but you could open the door a bit to get some of this information in and it might you know plant some seeds and it might change you as you move forward what advice do you have for somebody who's just listening to this and going, this is not what I was taught. This is not what is in the book that I was brought up on my community. This this is just heresy. Uh, You know, let's not even go, you're all going to hell, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. What, What would you, what would you say to them? You know, this is my perspective on the knowings I have. Remember, I'm very dyslexic. I have not read books. This is all coming from Mm-hmm. I'm always here. My my three ma- main mantras. What is this here to teach me? I'm asking for di- divine healing on this. And um, how can I be my better self in this moment? Right. So it you can understand the matrix. You can ask about the star beings. You can ask about all these things. But really, it comes down to being, being here in the now breathing. And so if you're worried about going against your religion, if you're worried about, you know, stretching your belief system, like I tell my clients, you know, put this in your back pocket, just put the idea in your back pocket, carry it around for a little while, stretch and pull it, see how the world around you starts looking a little different, you know, and we're all going through right now, the stretch of what is truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's and it's a rubber band and it snaps back and pops us right it, so it, it it's a very big stretch so 
sometimes when we're stretching a truth, we have to put it in our back pocket, not, not hold on to it, not, not um, say that this is mine, that I need to have this, right? It's about just practicing it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Hmm. Well, that cloud does look a little different. Hmm. Um, they were talking about star beans, weren't they? Hmm. I wonder. Hmm. Okay. Uh, going to shut that door. I'm going to walk down the street now. Right. You know, practice it. Practice the idea. Synchronicity. Oh, my gosh. I've been asking for a parking spot. I got one in the best spot. Mm-hmm. Practice that. Wait a minute. Is there something bigger than me out here? Oh, but that map back pocket can't go there right now. You know, practice the ideas as we walk the humanness that we're in, mm-hmm. because it is about the stretch and pull, you know, cause and effect. Be here now. I have an understanding there is a matrix system, but really, all it comes down to is having this wonderful conversation with the better intention I can with you, because this is my experience I'm having right now to learn. And everything you just said, if you think about it, is coming from a positive place. Mm-hmm. It is it is about love. It is about understanding. Is it about self in, self-understanding, self-exploration? These are not contradictory ideas to religion or belief systems that's the thing i always find fascinating when people you know you know attack the show or attack the guest about something like oh they're a channel they must be that's the demon's work i go it's a horrible demon because this demon is talking nothing about love and understanding they really don't understand what a demon's job is um these kind of ideas i just find it fascinating so i brought it up because i because this is an outside, this is an out there conversation for a lot yes. of people. The concept of reincarnation, which has been talked about for thousands and thousands years. of years, it's been happening for beyond thousands of years. Of course, but but it's <laughs> like literally, there's ancient texts from multiple cultures around the world that discuss it, and even in the even in the in the the Christian faith, it was there before it got pulled out and <laughs> the mm-hmm. council of that's. There's uh, still people wanting to say that the world is flat. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And everybody should be honored for what they believe. I had this image one time of, of all the people on this world. And then I went, okay, so there's all these people. So that means every single one has a perspective, a truth. And then you get like, if you have five people in a family, each one has their own perspective, their own truth mm-hmm. and their own knowings. Mm-hmm. So if you think about how many truths and knowings are out there? We all should be honored for them because mm-hmm. it is an evolution of who we are. Mm-hmm. But that's about treating each other better, different. What is this here to teach me? Oh, somebody has an anger management problem. Okay. So do I need to work on mine? Eh, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's that, it's that stretch and pull of and if i don't understand something or something is beyond me and my knowing or my my willing to help that's why i ask for divine healing on this the honopono ono you know healing mm-hmm. aspect you know mm-hmm. 
Sure. And I didn't even say that right, but <laughs> get the picture. It's a, it's a tough word to say. It's a tough word to so say. So that's why they gave me the simple simplicity. I'm asking for divine healing on this, mm-hmm. you know, and I do that for me, even when I'm having these troubled human moments. But it's really interesting in, and again, this is another concept that I've kind of under, I've come to understand in recent years is that we have to ask. Mm-hmm. We have to ask because our guides, our, you know, the, our relatives, our, our spirit guides, our elders who are around us, helping us through this journey will not interfere unless you ask for help. And the second you ask for help, things start to open up. (laughs) Yeah. Doors start to open up things. And it might not happen in your timeline, by the way, I've learned this. It will happen in the perfect timeline for what your soul needs, Mm -hmm. but you need to ask. And so many of us don't ask for help. The few times I've been good. Oh, no. Well, that's because people forget the vulnerability is can be our greatest strength. Mm -hmm. And it takes a vulnerability to ask. Oh, very much. You have to be strong to Mm -hmm. be vulnerable, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to put yourself vulnerable. And even the few times in my life that I can remember that I was in very dark places and I like just literally yelled out to God, I need help. And if you don't help me, I'm going to do something else. And then literally within days sometimes, or like the next morning, something would happen. And you're just like, God, you know, and it it took me years to figure that out. But that's a very big, you know, lesson that I hope people listening understand is don't be afraid to ask for help. And obviously, if you can ask help of people, that's great. But also just asking of the universe Mm -hmm. to get you through a tough time, to, to give you the tools, to send you the people that will open doors for you or comfort you or help you or teach you what you need to be taught at that lesson is so, so, so important. Oh, Um, it is. It is. I've, I've had many experiences where, you know, like my husband, you know, we've been married almost 32, 33 years now and 22 of them were him being an alcoholic. Wow. You know, and you know, I, I lived through parents passing away. I mean, I, I lived through my own, stuff stuff and and so with that that we were at that point where either we've we've done our contractual work we did our we did our thing i knew that we were kind of at this cups you know either we were going to split up or not mm-hmm. and i sat on my bed and i said you know i can't break up my family you know i can't do that i had two kids at the same time you know i can't i don't have the strength to do this i i found i love so much i love almost to <laughs> to be on what it needs to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I said, you got to help me. And all of a sudden everything was quiet. It was the quietest I have ever heard. I have heard if people knew all the voices that were going off in my head at the same time, they would put me in a sale asylum, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was quiet. So freaking quiet. I'm going to tell you, Three weeks almost to the day, I I had an experience that I needed to drive down our driveway. Come to Mm -hmm. find out my husband got pulled over by two cops on our dead end road in front of our neighbor's house. Mm -hmm. He ended up going through um, where he had to go counseling and AA meetings. He has not drank since then. That's great. That's wonderful. So there again is being willing. And that's the thing is sometimes people ask for help, 
but they're not willing to surrender to what actually is going to happen. And I knew at that minute when I was standing in the, the dentist office, as my husband got pulled over and the dentist said to me, are you codependent? <laughs> I mean, that, that message went to the back of the head and forward again and back again. Oh, I don't buy beer, but I am in total emotion, in total putting up with it, total negotiating. Came in the door, a different person. You have to go with the experience when you have those experiences that come up. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting dance. It's an interesting dance. Surrender, Very. trust, and accept. You know, it's it's beyond us, but it is all about us. <laughs> very, very much, very much so. <laughs> now, Natasha, we've been talking about past lives, and you know, it's very esoteric what we're talking about. Like, you know, because yes. not everybody has an access. Kind of got to... off track, but yes. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's off track. But it's but all not a big really. picture. The same thing. It's all, it's all part of that bag that we're talking about. But so a lot of us are talking about past, we're talking about past lives, but not everybody can access past lives. Meaning that like, how can you like, great, I'm with you guys all in. How the hell do I connect with past lives to help me heal now? So on a scientific standpoint, there is something called past life regression mm -hmm. therapy that has been studied now for a long time. Hypnosis. Hypnosis, techniques. hypnosis techniques by by different doctors who do this kind of work. Can you touch upon what are some of the avenues people can go down to connect with their past lives and help them heal things that they're dealing with in this one? So you can go if you feel like you can't do it yourself, then go to someone with hypnosis who's someone who's like me who is a, a spiritual being who has, and I'm going to say either way, find somebody with good integrity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please, yeah. please. I, I have an understanding. There's more spiritual people that are not spiritual <laughs> in their Shocking. lives. Shocking. Shocking. Find someone with high integrity, help them do the work, ask them, do you work with past lives? You know, hypnosis. The thing is though, we can always come back to ourselves. I'm going to say you're afraid of bugs. Okay. There's a bug. You're starting to freak out. Ask the question. Why am I freaking out? Why am I mm -hmm. freaking out? Be willing to ask that question. Why am I freaking out? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And then, then it, it, it takes, that takes it out of its empowerment. Who's controlling who, right? Is that fear of bug controlling me or am I engaging with it? Right. right. And, you know, some people I've, I've asked this question and they, and they, and it's a stretch and pull and it's a practice to get there. Okay. So let's mm -hmm. take the bug again, you know, why am I bugged by this bug? And then ask the question, where did it start? First thing that pops in your head. If your mom pops in your head, it started with your mom. She maybe had fear bugs became you there. Her truth became your truth, right? Mm -hmm. 
or if you're willing to respect and honor this, first thing you hear is, I was put in the ground and bugs crawled all over me. Mm. Don't have to understand it or anything. And, and, and sometimes that's very fearful there again, you know, like I said before, you know, we, we, when we're going into past lives, we have to take the experience over the, the drama trauma of it because it's there for an experience. Okay. So I got buried in the dirt with bugs crawling on me. That was then this is now. Okay. I got it. That was then this is now. So if I would suggest, if you're really new at this, Go to somebody who does hypnosis. I do a show with um, Regan Forston, who um, is a clinical hypnosis with the Newton Institute. Mm. And so, you know, people like that, that really are, are good people who can help you figure this, this stuff out. And you, they do it with guidance. Me or someone like that can really give you an experience of, okay, this is your past life. This is what it was here for. This is the reason why I see it happening. Is this your truth? You know, I ask those questions, you know, do that. But if you're on the spiritual awaken walk and you have some tools yourself, start that process. When something is triggering you, ask, where does it come from? Mm. First thing that pops in your head. If you wait any longer than that, your mind's going to take over. Because your, your higher self pops in quickly. I call them flybys. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're the flybys, and you have to grab onto them. But it's practicing hearing that first thing first, and and ninety nine percent of the time, that is your higher self or or a a guide or someone's spirit, you, you know, your spirit team that is telling you where something comes from. I can keep talking to you, Natasha, for at least another five or six hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate but that. Um, I'm going to ask you now a few questions. I ask all of my guests. Sure. What is your definition of living a fulfilled life? I listened to this song from, um, uh, that's how do you love mm -hmm. from the team? Just or the, the music, just, I lost the, the guys that sing it. Cause they're sure. one of my favorite bands, but it's the song. How do you love? How did you love? Mm -hmm. That is my fulfilled life is, is no matter how much I get off track, how do I come back to being love? If you had a chance to go into a time machine and go back in time to talk to the little Natasha that used to be you, what advice would you give her? It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, just be you. How do you define God? Everything dark, light, shadows, amazingness. Mm -hmm. It all. And what is the ultimate purpose of life? To find us. To find us, that core us, not the us, not the mind us, but that the core, core us. us. Who are we to be when we get done with this? And where can people find out about, more about you and the work that you're doing in the world? You can find me at Natasha Venter AC, pretty much all spectrums and, um, and platforms. I'm a little bit everywhere. And then I'm live twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, four o'clock Pacific time on my YouTube channel, Natasha Venter AC. 
I love to do inspirational videos weekly or daily, at least every week. So, well, um, do you have any parting messages, Natasha, for the, for the audience? That as we're going through this human experience, remember to take care of you because you matter. And this too is a moment that is here to teach us, not to hurt us or harm us, but to teach us. And if we can have that perspective, what is this here to teach me? We can get through most everything. Natasha, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate you so much, my dear. Thank you again. Thank you, Alex, for everything you're doing. You're, um, your team is very happy that you've gotten on this path. I want to thank Natasha so much for coming on the show and sharing her knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 303. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.